When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Manageable enough that I can do it um, from my 
That's great. So it's like for running a business that's low overhead. Well, except for the actual flower. Except for the flower, the flower is expensive. Yeah, and that's the thing. So do you go to the flower market? I go to the flower market every week. I've yes. always wanted to go to a flower market. It's my favorite thing, actually, to take someone to the flower market for the first time. Oh. Because they're so, like. All about a barter here. This is awesome. You know, because it's so yeah. overwhelming. You walk through and you're I like. I would love to go to the flower market. Can I go to the flower market? Yeah. Can I show you another room? I can do that. Okay. I used to be on the crew team in college. I, and I worked on training floors. So it's open from 5 to, like, 11.30. Oh, yeah. 5 a.m. is doable. It's, it's, I mean, it's rough. <laughs> We have to get the coffee. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's very cool. I actually was just saying the other day that I'm still excited that I'm so excited about it. Right. Because how long have you been doing this? So, how long have you had your own business? So, um, I have been officially 100% on my own, um, for seven years. Oh wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Businesses typically, I'm sure you're at the stats that they fail more often than not and it's usually in the first few years yeah I'm very fortunate um what I originally was doing I worked in high-end residential and interior design okay and um so the clients that I had working at the firm are still clients that I have now oh that's great and those people um have sort of passed me around to all of their friends because you know a three-side mafia like they are like oh I heard you did this for Lauren can you come do this for me and they're like (laughs) Go ahead, like yeah. <laughs> spread me around, ladies. It's fine. So, you know, I'm I'm in this very specific, specific. echelon of people who can afford to do. the luxury of having flowers in their home on a weekly basis so. and like custom designed flowers, not yeah. just like any flower. Yeah. That's so, fantastic. and I'm also very lucky because I've worked with these people in their homes for you know at least over a decade. Some of them. They trust me, so I don't ever have to, you know, they don't question me. They, they let me do whatever I want. So for what I do, that is very lucky. Yeah, that's amazing for yeah. you to have full artistic control. Yeah, which is also why I don't do a lot of weddings because I'm like, it's a pain in the ass. Well, because I feel like the bride tells you. What the bride, because then that's when everyone thinks that, oh, they know what your job is. <laughs> and Or they want to, like, be a part of it somehow and have right. lots of opinions. Yes. And I just want to, like, cut my you know, set it on fire. Like, it's, it's not fun. Like, okay, let's just keep talking about this for months and months and months. Like, I want to die. Like, it's not, no. Not worth it. Like, most, so most of what I do in their homes, nobody questions me, nobody asks me anything. Or their husbands are all, like, Goldman Sachs guys. They'll okay. do, like, their corporate dinners. Okay. And they can literally give a shit. They're just like, please, just make it look nice. Like, like they don't want to talk to me about, like, the meaning of a painting. They're like, like, like a bride might want to. Here's some money, throw some flowers on the table. And I'm like, this is my dream. So, <laughs> That's amazing. So when I'm asked to have to actually do it, where I have to talk to somebody and have the pretend dialogue where I'm so excited as you are about this rose, I'm, I'm like, mm, I limit that to like a couple of years. <laughs> it's not fun. It makes total sense. And so this is great. So how much, like, I know with owning your own business, because I own my own business, your income fluctuates, right? It's not, yes. It's not like yes. a paycheck. So what do you, what would you say, like, on average, you make with, like, monthly? Um, okay. Or, like, what you're living on monthly, maybe. However you want to do it. Well, I mean, the home deliveries and that sort of aspect of my business, which is... It's more consistent, It's right? more consistent. Okay. is about $2,400 a month. Okay, great. Like, 426 Yeah. Um, 24, 26, okay. And then on top of that, um, it really fluctuates. Like sometimes I'll get um, a gala 
Wow. Right. And then I'll like suddenly have an extra, you know, four to five thousand dollars that I made that month. Or sometimes I won't have any like usually January, February are those times where I have nothing going on. Okay. And that's usually when I panic about money. I call it the February scaries because I'm like, oh my god, people have, have people have Sunday scaries and you have, have like February scaries. It's like you're coming off the holidays where it's insane and you're like, oh, I'm so glad for a break. But then the break just keeps going and you're like, oh no, what if I never get another job again? What if I have to sell carnations in this highway? Like, what do I? Like, you I don't have nightmares when you're like walking down this like highway. Like, what is? Yeah. Like, you know, it always, it always just comes through like something always happens something always comes through i can't explain it and there's no um but you don't know so that's the best that's, i don't know that's so the hard really part of owning your own business versus yeah. having a paycheck you just don't know so, so it's good that you have that consistent part yeah so it's good to have that because that at least lets me like be able to like put my head on the pillow read and go yeah. to sleep yeah. um but uh i would say if i had to pick on average with the extra that I will add on to mm-hmm. the 26, I would say it's probably like around 35 to 4. Okay, I'm not. For an average. For an average. Okay, so that's good. And then what about like debt, savings, all that jazz? Well, <laughs> um, as of August of last year, I have completely paid off my student loan debt. Uh, that's amazing. I know. I need someone to follow me around with yeah. like horns whenever I say that. Um, <laughs> like someone's mouth with like a trumpet. Like, <laughs> um, so I've paid that off fully, and I that's a huge got accomplishment. Sally May off my ass. Thank God, she's a bitch. She's, that bitch has been trailing me for <laughs> twenty years. I was gonna ask, how long did it take you to pay him off? Um, so it's a little. I can't remember the exact amount because I was trying to think of that. Like, I definitely deferred it for a little while when I first okay. graduated. But they're, they're from undergrad, so you graduated like, 20... It's from undergrad, yeah. 22? So like, yeah. So how old are you when you graduate? Yeah, 20, 20, 21, 22. Because yeah. then when I went to Parsons, I paid as I went with that because then I ah. had the knowledge and the understanding of what this means, and then it was like a whole new day. So you did an undergrad and then went to Parsons? Yes. Okay. And that's where you did that. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So yeah, your undergrad then, where did you go to school for undergrad? Uh, Delphi University. Okay. So yeah, so you've been paying those loans for... So almost 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah 20 years. a long time. And how much was the original amount? Do you know? Um, I think it was about $33,000. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so it took a long... It took a long ass time. Yeah. And the only reason why... I mean, I would have paid it off actually right around now, mm-hmm. but I paid a huge chunk around um, the middle of last year, um, which is actually kind of sad, but I got, my mother passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so I had, um, it wasn't like a huge sum of money, but it was just like several thousand dollars. And I was okay. like, I don't know what to do with this. And I just felt, obviously I was <laughs> not happy. And I was, I was like, you know what? You know what would make me happy? It would make her happy. I'm going to pay this off. I'm just going to give all of that. I'm going to put her into my debt and, and I'll be free. That's great. Yeah. So that's what I did with it. <laughs> That's a good use of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, the credit card debt, um, I went through a loan, like a debt consolidation. Not a consolidation. I don't even know what it's called. Sort of like they help it's negotiate. They your, negotiate on your behalf. Yes. With the credit card companies to yes. get you a lower payment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a private company. It's a private company. So yeah. I did that, and that took two years. Oh, wow. I've never had anyone who's gone through that. What, what was your experience? Um... 
Well, for the most part, it was positive. Okay. I was And how do you find skeptical. them? Like, what? So did someone tell you to do that? Did someone give you a recommendation? Um, you know, honestly, I feel like it was just I was bombarded with the same ad. Okay. The same company. And you know, they, they do that all the time. I don't know why, but my parents have all had babies, and so I get, like, all these, like, diaper commercials. And I'm like, I have no kids. I'm so very I'm- susceptible to that stuff. Like, I'm your target target audience. Like, I just bought a mascara from some random company that was just, like, targeting me on Facebook. And I love it, <laughs> by the way. But I'm like, I'm the girl that I'm like, hmm, what's this? Yeah, so they were targeting you. Yeah. And they got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I had, the thing is, like, I had such an emotional um, baggage with both of those deaths. Mm-hmm. As I think a lot of people have. Well, because you carry it around. Ties. Yeah, there's a well, lot of emotional ties with it. My parents, um, when I originally started school, we mm-hmm. had all sat down and we were like, okay, we're going to do this together as a team, like three way split. And then by the time I graduated, they were like, yes, kidding. Oh, and really? so, yeah, so I did not expect that I was going to have to carry as much of the load, load. as I did. Right. And then, um, in order for me to graduate, there was a $5,000 balance that needed to be paid. And so um, it was my dad's responsibility, but his credit was so bad, so I co-signed a loan for him, okay. and then he didn't pay it back. Your dad didn't pay it? Yeah, so I started off my adult life with bad credit, with, with just destroyed credit, credit and right. then an enormous debt. So I had such animosity, like I, I don't say actually, angry. yeah, I don't right. actually speak to my dad. Like I'm just now starting to speak to him. Oh dad. my god! Yeah. So I had a huge emotional sort of um, so just resentment yeah. of having to pay that money back, and then the credit card debt was, um, I was engaged to be married and called the wedding off because we're not supposed to have a wedding. Oh my god! And so I had put everything on that credit card. And then oh. I quit my job, and then I didn't work for like six weeks because I was like Miss Havershan, and I was like miserable because like my wedding just got called off. And oh my like, god! So you didn't call it off? Um. Okay, I found out you cheated. So that was not a good time to be so young. No, it's not. That sounds terrible. So. When did that yeah. happen? So it was ten years ago. Okay. So I was under a lot of like, I just felt like this mountain that I could never, ever, ever get out of. Because well, student loans never go away. Student loans never Basically. go away. This credit card thing, like, I was paying the minimum balance on it for... So you pay for life then. So long. Yeah. And I was like, I just never saw the end of the tunnel with this. And so now... And it was, like, debt from, like, a terrible emotional yeah. Yeah. experience, too. Yeah. Like, for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, well, I went to Greece. I had a great time. <laughs> And so it sucks I'm paying it, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there was a little bit with that because I feel like I didn't really have a proper um, financial education from mm-hmm. either of my parents. And so um, I did a lot of what my therapist calls like your fuck it mentality, where you're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to put it on my card and I'm going to go to the Bahamas with my friends because I deserve it. You know what I mean? Right. Even though you're like, you owe $35,000, what are you doing? No, just I just like I had magical thinking about it. I was like, oh, you know, uh, maybe one day one of my clients will be like, you're the best. Your flowers are so pretty. How much debt do you have? I'll just give you thirty grand. And they're like, oh, thanks. Or you know, I don't know. Like I just have like, like, oh, maybe I'll win a scratch off or win the lottery. Like there was not no, realistic 
yeah, logical, realistic um, <laughs> thinking behind any of that. And um, um, I just started, I guess, being nicer to myself all around. Okay. Um, about like five or six years ago. Okay. Actually, just kind of when I started the business because I was working for the firm and um, my boss was a monster and I was miserable. <laughs> and so I, it was, it was almost like an abusive relationship. Oh I was like, and I just felt like I couldn't go because there was, what else am I going to do? What am I qualified to do except be the assistant to this insane person? Like I have no other qualifications, but I just like my self esteem was so low. And I'm like, I don't know that I can sustain myself doing this flower stuff. And it took it's, a big, really, it's a big leap. Yeah. It took me many, many years. And even still now, I still sort of question myself sometimes and I get nervous, but I'm much, much better. But I was just like, every time I would send an invoice to a client, I would be like, oh, send. And be like, oh, oh God. God. And then like, oh, shit, they actually paid it? Okay. <laughs> like, this is high and low. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's uh, this no. Like it's hard, right, to ask people to pay you for Asking your own service. people for what you deserve is very hard to this day. Yeah. And I can't. Like, I if someone will tell me like if what the magic time is that when that goes away because it does not. Like to this day, I will like suck it up and be like, it's ten thousand dollars, and they'll be like, okay, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh shit! You know? <laughs> yeah, I should have said fifteen. Like I just talked about that. Like it's really hard. I talked about this on one of the other podcasts, and I like it's really hard to ask. I I found it always much easier to ask for a raise because I'd be like, well, here's the reason why I need the raise, and right. it's not the other person's money. Typically, like you're not asking the owner of the company for the raise. Like I always worked for a big corporation, right. but when I went out on my own, and I now have to say, well, here's my hourly raise, yeah, and this is what I'm going to bill you, and there's like. Nobody, it's not because, well, my boss told me, or that's what the firm says, like, that's just the way it works. Right. It's, like, just me making up, and so I'm hoping you're going to say yes. So, it's, yeah, really nerve-wracking. It's extremely nerve-wracking, and um, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't. It really doesn't I think once you get through a few of them, and then, like, you know, they yeah. pay, then you're like, okay, I have a good rule of thumb of, like, where I can charge and what, what it goes for. Um, I got very fortunate in, um, I work with a bunch of women who are really wonderful and who are incredibly um open and welcoming to the knowledge that they have and they're oh, just all great. about like let's do this together guys and yeah. so they share information because I feel like there's so much um I don't know embarrassment and shame about asking about it and so you know I would always be so afraid to be like well, what do you charge you know like and they're like no like we should talk we about should it. talk about it like Absolutely. this is what I do what do you do and so um I was fortunate that I sort of fell in with them because that's helpful interior design world is not like that it's very like stab everyone in the back everyone yeah like blame whoever you can yeah. around you and you're always like you know <laughs> like this and and to go from that you know intense type of work environment to like welcome welcome to the circle of trust and i'm like you with your what's her ulterior motive what does she you know what what does she want for i remember the first time i worked with them and they got professional photographs of the thing that we did and they we had no agreement or anything like they paid for that it's for them and she just very kindly shared it with me because it was my work and she's like you know if you want to post it feel free but just you know credit the photographer and I was like oh my god I was like what you're nice what you're just like what <laughs> she was being generous and sharing this but I was just like 
what does she want? What's what's the motive? You know, it what's she looking for? Yeah, it took me a while to come across that. Yeah. Basically. Um. Anyway, so when I um, okay, so you started being kind to yourself. I started being kind to myself. I left that job. I started you know business. seeing a therapist, going to the gym, all those like you know normal yeah, life things, mental and health things. I was making a concerted effort to really do something about this stuff. Yeah. And so I kept seeing the ads for this program, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look into it. And so I called. They listened to the spiel, and I'm just like, what's the catch? And just, right. you know, even when I signed off on it, I still was like, somehow they're going to... They're going to get me. They're going to get me. Like, I didn't trust it, even though I was, like, going through the program. And so basically what they do is they go, they negotiate on your behalf, right? On my behalf. And then while that's happening, they um, set up a auto, um, uh, auto pay, auto pay from my account. And so they asked me like, what are you comfortable spending every month? Like, what do you pay right now? Mm -hmm. And so from that, which I thought was very helpful, they broke it up into the beginning and the end of the month. So it's like smaller little bits. It's rather than a bigger chunk. Right. And then they put that away into an account mm -hmm. so that once the settlement was made, they can make a huge one-time payment. One-time yeah. payment. And then you continue to pay that off until it's paid off. And then you have to pay their fee, which is exorbitant. <laughs> but um, it ends up being much, 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 much less than what the actual well, credit, card credit card debt was. And also and just... It gets you out from under it. Because otherwise... If it gets yeah, and it's like structured in a way that I think it's quite possible, definitely possible for someone to do on their own, mm -hmm. but I wasn't motivated enough to do that on my own, and so it just made it easier. And so without thinking about it now, this money is just automatically being deducted out of my account, and it's going into the payment, and next thing you know, it's a few years have gone by, and it's like, oh shit, We're it's done. paid off. We're done. That's great. Um, but... I was, so there's always a little There's always a but. And so I yeah. thought I was free and clear. And I, I'm I, like, I can tell you what the but is. Yeah. I, I, know, I know, know the but. So tell us the but. The but is I just got a letter um, April 1st in the mail that's like, oh, guess what? Um, this is a 1099 form. You have to declare the charge off debt as income. And I was like, uh, the sorry, what? So, so, so what you, for income, that means that they're going to tax you on it. That's what, mm -hmm. it's great they forgave it. It's great that you went through the program and you paid everything off to the private company and then they discharge a portion of your debt. But when they discharge a portion of your debt, the way we treat it with our mm -hmm. tax code, which is the same way also for student loans, it goes any sort of thing that gets forgiven mm -hmm. is then treated as income. So you owe taxes on them. So they give you like April what? April 1st. <laughs> April 1st, I've already done my taxes. So now you have to redo your taxes. So then I had to go back, make an amendment to it, and it also messed up a whole bunch of things because I was getting a small refund, and we took that refund and put it towards my quarterly payments, oh. and now all that's messed up because now- Your account must have been thrilled. He was like, <laughs> I was more mad. He was calming me down because he was like, this is a good thing. We don't have the debt anymore. It's a good thing. Yes. This is annoying, but you know- It is 100% true. And I was like, but you know, when you're when you're bringing someone in to do this program, this should be a major thing that you say. Like, hey, by the way, at the end of this, there's going to be a huge tax payment you're going to have to make on this. You should be prepared for Just it. so that you're mentally prepared. Yeah. Right now, all of a sudden, it's like record. Wait, take that. Your refund is like, take that right back. Well, just like. You know, I'm anxious about anything with money because even though all of this is paid off, like I'm now not sitting on this like 
mountain of money. Like I'm now on a base of, you know, neutral. You know, I'm 43. Still hard to get out of my mouth. 43. <laughs> and I am just now, this week, opening retirement savings, which is just wild because I'm like so behind the eight ball with that stuff. And so, you know, I'm having to all of a sudden think about all these things and, you know, $5,000 is a lot of money that I would like to put away so that I can For live when I'm an old hag and I can't carry flowers anymore. You know, and now all of a sudden it has to go to the United States government where it's just like, what the fuck? And so I'm like, I can wrap my mind around sort of the reasoning behind it but like had I gone into this prepared and known that this was coming down the pike it would have been such a yeah shock yeah when you get the thing at April 1st after you paid your taxes after I've already done my taxes so thanks for not getting sleeping um <laughs> but I just so that left a bad taste in my mouth okay. with this company like before that I was actually recommended it to people I'm like this is great you should definitely do it I definitely I definitely think program is a, is a good idea for certain people who we like you said um you didn't think you'd be able to do it on your own mm-hmm. and you have a lot of debt to get out of it's better i think than doing a bankruptcy it's sort of like buying pre-chopped vegetables at um Trader joe's i think i was i don't know that that was the first analogy that came to my mind but i like it do you know like it's cheaper if you buy the butternut squash and chop it whole, yeah I agree. and chop it your damn or, self or the zucchini noodles and zucchini you noodles you yeah. should just spiralize it yourself or right you could buy it but you know what it's already there and it's already spiralized right. for you and it's like five dollars more but it's ready to go it's ready to go and now i'm eating that as opposed to ordering you pizza know, pizza yeah so it's a win-win all of my analogies go back to food <laughs> 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 that's how I understand things. Okay, so let's talk about this retirement savings. So I'm excited for you. So this is your, your first, you got rid of all your debt, which is huge. You had your own. Oh, oh, oh. Not only did I do that, sorry, yeah. I want you to be impressed yeah. with me. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, I listened to Susie Orman. Oh, Susie Orman. Susie, that fatty lady. Um, so I have a, um emergency savings fund. High five. Boop. Good job. I'm so I was told before I do anything, the order of things in which I need to do them is pay off my debt, have at least six to nine months perfect of set aside, yep. and then go into retirement savings. 100% agree. So I've paid off all my debt. I have emergency nine funds. months emergency funds Fantastic. saved. And now I just open my retirement I love funds. emergency funds, and I feel like sometimes on the podcast, well, I feel like now the listeners are getting to know that I like emergency funds. But they'll mm-hmm. say, like, oh, well, I have this money. Should I, like, do something with it? I'm like, no, it just stays right there. It's just your emergency fund. Well, the only thing I did with it, which... And it's good with your business. Yeah. It's more important with your business. And it, well, because... God it, forbid. Yeah. I break my shoulder or, or whatever. Or something. Or there's just a bad month. You have cash yeah. available to get through. Oh, because what I didn't I didn't ask you, what, what's... Um, so you bring in about 2600 with your mm-hmm. regular... Income, not including any of the freelance work you yeah, do, yeah. and your um, monthly expenses are about twenty two hundred. About twenty two hundred. Okay, so that covers all that. And then, what's your rent? Eight ninety. Whoa! How did you? What? Well, <laughs> and that was the other thing. So I paid off all that debt, and then my boyfriend moved into my apartment. So this is like a windfall. And, and I was like, I am rich, you guys. <laughs> I'm just like sweet dreams. Every day for lunch, I'm like living the life, like gel manicures, like fuck it. Yeah, it's amazing. So you're yeah. cut in half. So now I have to just like slow my roll. 
Well, when now we're going to talk about, I'm just like, we're going to go dive right into your retirement. Jeez, God. Okay. <laughs> so you just are getting started on 890. Wow, that is. 890, I know. That is. Look how this I've been in that apartment for 4,000 years. I just like looked at it in my notes and just had to repeat it. I will never leave. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast because she has no idea. Like, we just have like a good, like, I don't bother you. You don't bother me. <laughs> we're chill. Like, like I'm, that whole apartment, I'm sure, is like held together by a wish and a prayer. But like, <laughs> it's fine. I. This is what also why my relationship is going to last because we have. It's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hold on. And I also just have to say, the producer, Potter, is just like, holy shit, how are you living in New York <laughs> yeah. with a three-bedroom, My mind is blown over here. Three-bedroom, two-bathroom. So, there is two separate rooms. So, it's 1,800 total. 1,780. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're never leaving. No. Absolutely ever. not. Like, I have this delusion of, like, we're gonna move into a bigger place together. Like start fresh. Yeah. Start fresh. I've been here for so long. Blah blah blah. And I looked for like, like legitimately looked for two weeks, and I was like, mm, never leaving. This is what's gonna happen. You're <laughs> gonna move to my apartment. It was like double, if not what triple, you, the price. What do you do in all those rooms? I live in a one bedroom, which I thought was really glamorous. This is the thing. I've been in that apartment for so long now. I'm used to the space like I can't downgrade now like the only way to go was up like you know like we have to move to like uh something that has like an attic or basement or something it's just way too much shit um well one of the front bedroom is actually the office okay so it's where I have all of my tools and my vases and you write off part of your apartment too so it's actually even cheaper than 890 yes my um yes that is amazing yeah it's you win for having the best rent price yeah, for like Definitely. the size of the apartment. Yeah, I'm so yeah. Cora, I don't have not a, listening. I don't have a price for that. <laughs> um, so the other bedroom is just the guest bedroom. Okay, and then the it's so fancy. Yeah, like I have so many closets, but <laughs> managed to build a wall. Um, but so we have two separate rooms with television. So right now, like you can watch wrestling, which she's watching right now, and I can be in the other room watching Housewives, and we will give you fights. <laughs> Two whole separate bathrooms for him to do whatever the hell he wants, and I don't have to know about it. And then also, when he moved in, because I hate washing dishes, he bought a dishwasher. Wow. I've never had a dishwasher in my whole entire life on this earth, and I promise you I cried. Like, the the I love laundry, you like, student loans went away, you're like, no, nothing, like, nothing. Felt the dishwasher. Nothing. The plumber installed it, and I was just standing there, and I was, like, filming it for Instagram stories, and I'm weeping in the background. I'm like, guys, this is like the height of luxury. I'm rich. I have a dishwasher. We're never breaking up. Like, what are we, gonna, what are we fighting over? Nothing. There's nothing to fight over. Nothing to fight over. Yes. So. Um, and so how did you, so when you, he just moved in? He's now been there a year. Okay. Because yes. over this, you paid off. All, you this was um, the middle of last year. year. Yes. Um, when you paid off all of your, her debt. Mm-hmm. So how did you figure out the finances? And I also want to make sure we get to the we get to your retirement. So really quickly, okay. how did you figure out, I think the listeners like to know, how did you figure out what you're going to, how you're going to break down the finances? What do you mean? Like with your boyfriend moving in. You just um, figured out 50-50 on the rent and then you just split everything else? It's just 50-50 on the rent and we split cable and electric and okay. that's it. And you keep everything else separate? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am, um, he, and the, part of the reason actually why I'm like doing the retirement fund and getting right. my, shit together for lack of a better word is because he is so buttoned up with stuff like that 
and um, we are actually very serious, and I, okay. I'm planning on spending my life with him, and I felt this huge amount of guilt that I didn't want to bring this into our future. Sure, right. I wanted to come in with a clean slate so that, like, if someday I ever leave this apartment, which was not likely, <laughs> and we buy a house, like, I want to be able to be an equal partner with that yeah. and not be uh, a hindrance or an anchor that's going to, like, mess it up for us because I have this, you know, financial woes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so there's a retirement, so a perfect segue into retirement. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> tell me about retirement. So, the young man who does my taxes, okay. um, his dad did my taxes for many, many, many years, <laughs> and he, much to my dismay, retired. I hate when they do that. Absolutely had a panic attack. And then handed me his son to now take over, um, who I also, much to my dismay, in the middle of him doing my taxes, found out he was a Trump supporter. Oh. And I had a very huge moral dilemma. And then like, he also told you you owed more money. No, this oh. was this was oh, not um, last year. year. Okay. So last year, you know, I was real hyped and pissed. And I also just assume anyone who's within my orbit is on this planet, right. not like a total asshole. And so I was just like saying something snarky about like, man, that fucking whatever. And he then proceeded to go on and on and on about how Trump was going to make it so much better for this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Now what? And I was texting my boyfriend, like, do, do I leave? Do I, I mean, he's in the middle of doing it. Like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> we have agreed to disagree that we are just never going to talk about stuff like that. I think that's probably a good idea. But... He's, you know, very um, good about, it's not that I don't trust him, I absolutely trust yes. him. I've been, his dad was doing my taxes for, for years, yeah. you know, almost 20 years, since I was a bartender. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he, he brought up to you. So I had brought up to him, I was like, hey, listen, you know, I, uh, I'm finally ready to do it, do this in my new proper apartment. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's sit down. Let's blah 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 blah. So we went through all the different options, and you know, he's throwing out terms and words, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so I just had to like put blind faith into what he's saying is the right thing to do. And um, I like his whole thing is like, let's make the most amount of money, right? Which you know, so he does taxes and investments. Yes. Okay. Uh, so who, so everything will be with him. So everything has been with him, but I, at this point, don't know that I will feel comfortable in the future having that be. Because okay. my boyfriend actually goes to um, a financial planner, okay. which I don't even know his name. He's going to be doing it, but you do. I don't even know if he does. He just calls him Dan, so I just know Dan. <laughs> like, do you want to go see Dan? And Ed, I never wanted to go see Dan because I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about with Dan? I owe $8 billion. I have, like, you know, coins that I collect that I take down to TV Bank and get excited when I, you know, can cash it in. Like, that was my savings, was this coffee can of loose change. So, like, what am I, like, what? Anyway, so I have a comfortable rapport with him enough. Okay. Despite the Trump, Trump supporter. Um... So he takes care of my quarterlies, my sales tax. tax. Okay. And so he was just like, let's let's set it up. I can do it for you. Yeah, because there's two real big options for since you're a business owner, and you said your, your business is this LLC. Yes. Okay. So you can either usually do, and you're the only employee, right? Correct. 
So usually you could you would do a sec or a simple. Right. And there are two main options, and so they're basically the way to think about it is it's like a traditional IRA, but you have a higher amount you can put in. So a small business will usually do a simple IRA or a SEC IRA. Right. So what do you say? So originally when we had the conversation, this is what threw me off. And okay. that's why I'm always like super nervous and I don't understand things fully. So I'm already like on high alert. Right. Initially when we had the conversation, when we were doing my taxes, he's like, let's do a SEC. I think you can put more money you can into put, it. You can put more money and into so it. he was like, as long as you have the money, Put away, it. let's do it. So I was like, rad, sounds good, let's do Thanks. this. And so then when I had to go back and see him to revise my taxes because mm -hmm. of this, you know, this one two punch, yeah, the debt discharge. He then, the other reason for that meeting was for us to go over the options, and then he presented this whole different option to me. And I was okay. like, wait, 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 hold on, why are we doing it. that? Why did you switch it? And so then that makes me nervous because then I'm like, is he taking advantage of me? What's the reason? Right. And I already like, yeah, all the alarms going off, and yeah. he was just like, no, because it ends up working out better if you do it this way, because you get tax credit, and you can put more, I think 5500 was the max that you can put in with the traditional. With the traditional, right. And yeah. somehow my income amount changed or whatever, and so it's 25%, or I don't remember the percentage was for a set. Yep, so you can do 25% of your self-employed income. Right, so it ended up being... I could put more if I do it this way. Okay. But I remember him saying that I could put 6,500 or what. That was like the magic number I had in my mind if we did the step. And so I got very thrown when he suddenly was like, no, this is the better option. Do this. Well, yeah. There's, and there's a lot of moving pieces. And he's doing your taxes, which is good. So he can tell you like how it's going to affect you tax-wise. But it would probably, your, your three main options would either be just do a traditional IRA, which is just the 5,500. Right. Which is not going to be enough to save. So you're going to want to use one of the other small business plans. Mm -hmm. um, so either the simple or the the SEP, and the reason a lot of business owners don't do the SEP is if it's other employees, and the company has the obligation to then put the same amount in for everybody, okay. which can be a big obligation if you had an employee that if you're going to put away ten thousand, you need to put ten thousand away for them. Exactly. And as you know, as a, as a business owner, you're like, well, I don't know how can yeah. I have the revenue? Right. So that's why I usually, if you're going to do it for myself, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, let alone for somebody geez, else. Louise. I know. <laughs> so the SEP lets you put in the most amount of money. The simple. Um, has a lower amount but higher than the traditional IRA. So that amount that you can put in is twelve thousand five hundred for the mm -hmm. two thousand eighteen tax year, I believe. But oh. he can confirm that's the max you can put in, and then your company would put in money for you too, which is all your same money. Mm -hmm. So he he said now the simple is better for you. Is that what he came back with? I may be calling it. See, I didn't even know. I'm calling that the simple because then my boyfriend was like, "Well, is it a Roth?" And I was like, "No, it's not a Roth." Yeah, so we'll do the Roth too. So the, do you make your own sale? Probably. Because okay. then he was also saying there, some of the the investments were um, retirement timelines, and he was like, I don't recommend you do that because those are I call those autopilot. Yeah. So like they put your retirement your target retirement date, and then they just take all your investments based on that retirement date. Right. Yeah. So it's autopilot. Right. So this one he was showing me. And that's inside. So first you have to pick your first you have to pick your structure. So think about it. You like food. I'm trying to think how we can know, relate this to my food. food. How can I relate this to food? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm like failing on it, but I'm trying to think if there's a like food. the food groups. Yeah. Okay. So it would be like your food groups. 
And then, like, inside, so, like, we were going to go to the produce section, right? So, you know, like, all your fruits and vegetables over there. Yeah. So, you have to, like, decide, do you want to go for fruits or do you want to go for vegetables? So, first, you have to figure out what your category is. So, the categories are either going to be a traditional array or a Roth IRA. Traditional array. So, it's not Roth. I know that. Okay. And then, okay, so those are your, like, two do-it-your-DIY options. Right. Those are the cut the vegetables and fruit up yourself. And then you have, like, the the in-a-box for a small business all pre-chopped up, and that would be either a simple or a set. Does that make sense on a high level? Awesome. Yeah. And then from there, once we've picked your category, Mm -hmm. now you know what you're in, Mm -hmm. then from there, inside of there are the investments. Right. Does that make sense? Um, Yes, but only very, very loosely. Like, it's only because he sat down with me, and he explained this to me, and then he opened it up and showed me, like, within that where we're the two mutual funds that we are putting towards, and then within that, like, where it's going to. Okay. And, and you know what a mutual fund is? Yes. Okay, good. Um, but at the time of the meeting, when he was explaining this all to me, like, tears are coming down. No. Ass, because I just, like, I understand, like, I kept stopping him and asking him questions, but then I just realized that I kept having him go back and back and back to the point where it was like, I need to be able to start with the alphabet because... You don't know what you're saying. Right, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's throwing out all these terms, and I'm like, I, it's not that I live on this planet. Like, I've heard them before. Right. You know, like, I'll watch New York 1 in the morning, and they say Monica Ferguson yeah. saying it to me every morning, but I'm like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> like, it never meant, it didn't, like. It doesn't mean anything. It just seemed like this other world. Like, okay. anything with the stock market or, you know, savings seemed like such a faraway land. Like, I'm going to be a ballerina on the moon before that happens. <laughs> and so now that it's, like, a real it's here, thing, yeah. I'm like, okay, now I have to understand what this means. I really don't understand what it means. And I, so I went home and I cried, and I'm I got loving a, what I'm looking at. Okay. These are some of my favorite things. So I got, you know, so a you, brief explanation. And then the thing that made me feel a little bit better okay. is that, you know, I asked him, I was like, so I'm not tied to this forever. Like, so no. if I decide that I want to take this and I want to go... Like, because I was looking at, um, like, if I suddenly just felt like, you know, I wanted to be a socially responsible contributor, uh-huh. and I'm looking at all of the, the companies that I'm putting money in, like, like Home Depot and Lockheed Martin and right. Morgan Chase, and I'm like, if I suddenly just want to be like, mm, I want to give it to, like, <laughs> an environmentally sustainable, like, solar panel company, he was like, yes. Of course you could do that. Yeah. I'll tell you, you're not going to make as much money as you will. Unfortunately, this, yeah, the social investing hasn't made as much money. But yeah, you're not tied. You're not tied to it. I'm not tied it's to it. Your name is on the account and you can choose the I can choose it. And he's like, and we can take this and we can roll it into something else. Yeah. Or, you know, if I suddenly decide that he's the devil and I can't associate with anyone who supports that man and I want to go see Dan or right. you or somebody the, else. The Dan guy. It can go. But it, this is not like it's portable. It's yeah. not in blood and no. stone and can't whatever. And so I was like, okay. So then it sort feel of better. made me feel better because I'm beginning the process, which is long, long, long overdue. It is a process. And I need to like get the ball rolling, and then I can take time. And I wanted to sit down with somebody who I have no relationship with, like mm-hmm. not him. Yeah, like a second opinion. Certainly is, not my yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> I like to keep dating him, but somebody else who I can be like. I am a dummy. Please explain this to me in terms that I can understand or, like, as slow as you possibly can because I just don't get it. Well, so you are on the right path. So I'm glad that you're setting up a work savings plan. Yes. Because it's important because the thing with running a business is the money comes in, the money goes out, and you forget to set the things up for you. So you're totally on track. 
Um, so I will look over. You brought some lovely tactile papers. So I will do that for you post podcast. Cool. Because the listeners can't see any of that. It's really so. It gets a, a, it gets a little more folder, and it has pie charts. <laughs> yep, and lots of definitions. There's like all this. these words. There's a picture of the check that I wrote. That's proof that you did it. $5,500. Whoa. Which, you know, I think for some people that doesn't seem like a large amount of money, but for me, like, it's a lot of money. It's all about getting going. So this is perfect. So I will take a look at all that. Um, So I always like to ask what the biggest stressor is with money, because I think it's interesting to hear. So if you had to pick one, because <laughs> your face is saying it all. Um, I don't know. I, I think... Was it having the loans that... I, that definitely was it because okay. it, it seemed like a just a, a mountain that I could never get past. And um, I was saying this to actually my therapist this week is that, you know, now that it's done, I wished and dreamed and imagined that moment for so, so long. long. And now that it's actually here, I don't feel any different. And I feel like a really, really heavy person who lost a bunch of weight but still sees themselves as a heavy person. Right. That's exactly what I feel like. Like, it's like, I don't have this I think it's albatross a, on yeah. my neck that I don't feel... I think it's a process for that feeling to come because it took so long. I mean, it took 20 years. Think about that. Yeah. You, had, yeah. you were carrying that around with you for 20 years. And kind of, I think it's a great analogy. Really good analogy. My food analogy with, like, the produce section <laughs> sucks. Fat and food. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if... That's true. Like, they don't, when you lose all that weight, it's not an overnight thing. That's you have to get used to yeah. your new body and your new, right? Yeah. Everything's new. So this is new for you to not have that. It's still very scary. And also it's not like a familiar, um, habitual thing for me. Like I was not raised in a household where this is something that was preached to you. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my boyfriend, like by example, is very much always like he didn't have any student loan debt. And he, you know, has had, like, I don't even know how many different freaking funds and things that he has. Like, I think he has, like, already, like, a million dollars in retirement savings. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, my retirement saving is marrying you. <laughs> you're going to be taking care of my ass. Because, like, Jesus Christ, like, what? And so that's why I feel um, just, like, this immense amount of embarrassment and shame when I'm an adult woman who has her own business, but still I'm like, you know, I, I have this, like, I call it my Eastern European sort of, um, savings technique. I don't know how to explain it. It's like in my DNA where I like hoard away little sums of money. And that's what I, I feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like I'll have jars of coins or I have like, you like know, cash like a couple hundred dollars like in my underwear drawer and shit like that because it's just like that's what my mom did my mom always had like her emergency pen and like right my grandmother always had like this unending amount of fucking change all over her apartment like it was just like where did you get this from <laughs> like every time we'd see her she'd give us a handkerchief tied with like just like a mound of change oh, and she really? would like dunk down on our laps and she would say like the king of burger <laughs> Oh, for ice cream, like, whatever it was. But she just, like, always had change. And it's, like, this, you know... That was your mentality. Like, World War Two sort of pine-it-away type of thing, but not, you know, put it in the stock market or in banks because you don't trust it. Yeah, a lot of this behavior is learned, right? Yeah. So it's, like, what you grew... What you... No one teaches it. You don't take personal finance classes in high school or in college. Just bonkers. Bullshit. 
and no one talks about it, right? So you can't like say to your girlfriend like, so like, how much did you you have in retirement savings? Like, what do you think? Like, no one talks about it. Nobody talks. Which about Which is that. the whole reason we do the podcast. But I think I don't think you should feel embarrassed or ashamed at all about and it. I, I, and I know that it's something you have to like, yeah. work through. But I think getting the retirement savings set up and having all this debt paid off, I think you'll start to feel more confident and proud of what you've accomplished. Just being a business owner mm-hmm. and having a successful business that can support you and help you save for retirement is huge. So you should be proud of that. What's interesting is a friend of mine sent somebody who wanted to pick my brain because mm-hmm. they wanted to know how the career change and wanted to look to me for advice, which I just thought was like the funniest thing. Ever. <laughs> I was like, you want to talk to me about that? I was like, Ugh. And so I sat down with this guy and I ended up, you know, you have to go through your story your yeah. history and then towards the end of it it was like more beneficial for me because I was just like you, you know what it out loud you're yeah you're story. like shit bitch like you did it I did you it. know like, yeah I am at a really comfortable place in my career where I can turn down work if I don't want to do it and I you know have a certain level of respect with certain people and you know I do have a name and a reputation that's good and and this is a business like the, the difference with having owning your own business doing something you love as you said you still have joy going to the farm exactly. Like, exactly. it's never something you're going to retire from you exactly. might you're not gonna like i'm someone working for a corporation is gonna say like at 65 i am done and then i want to go live my life exactly you are building a business that you are passionate about that you right. love and you can you'll never retire you'll right. always probably do something in it and so I would just be proud of the fact that you built this business around something that you love that's successful. And then the business can help you get to retirement because you can say, okay, for the next 10 years, I'm going to take on extra jobs during mm-hmm. my busy time. And all of that money is going to be retirement money or something or like something, that. Or something or at a certain point, like I will have to do a shift where I'm not doing the actual physical labor anymore. Well, you're hiring people. I have yeah. to hire people to, to do the dirty work, Yeah, um, which I can foresee happening. You can totally. And that's something that's great that you have a therapist and that's probably something we could talk <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure with it, like how, where do you see your business going in five or ten years, and what yeah. would make you happy, yeah. and what would be the income? But I couldn't, I didn't ever have the mental clarity to think about that until I all had the other this stuff. Yeah. huge weight that I was dragging around behind me. So yeah, it was just literally, like, literally, uh, wait. are you? How can you possibly think about a retirement savings? It's laughable. Like, what are you, what are you going to put into that? Right now, yes, yeah, so it'll take a while for your mindset because it hasn't even been a year yet with all these changes. No, absolutely not. And like, I literally like the ink isn't even dry on the check that I just right. handed over to you. <laughs> which, which I'll take a, I'll take a look at. So, all of that. like, but the thing I don't like going into something like that with having no knowledge of it. I and agree. I, it makes me nervous, and it makes me feel like I'm vulnerable to be taken advantage of. Hundred percent. So right now, it just sounds like science fiction to me. I'm like, well, where does the money go? Oh, right, because you write a check and, like, you don't get anything. And I was like, I don't understand. Where is it going? And then I was like, and then what happens when I do retire? Like, does, like, a bunch of money just fall in my lap? Like, does it go into a state? Like, what happens? I'm like, give me the full picture. <laughs> the full run. And, and honestly, anyone I've asked that question, like, they've all been like, well, I don't actually know. And I'm like, the fuck, guys? Like, why don't you know? That's like a million dollars that you have sitting in, like, outer space. <laughs> What happens when you turn 65? Like, does it go into your checking account? Like, what happens? So nothing happens. So what happens is you can take the money. It becomes like a bank account for you. So, like, normally what we do for people that when they hit retirement is we figure out what their budget is, how much they have saved, can they retire? It's like, yes, they can. And then you would just set up the retirement account to send you a distribution on, like, a monthly basis or every other month, however you want to do it. Sort of like a, like a 
paycheck. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but to give it like the simple okay. answer, it can get like the retirement plan can get pretty complicated. See, that's why I'm like every time I ask that question, they're like, "Well," I'm like, "Why don't you know?" Like, I see you want me to give you all this money and put it into a magical cloud. So it comes out. So if you said to your guy, "Hey, I'm retiring, and I want you to send me, you know, two thousand dollars a month to my retirement account," he'll say, "Yeah, it can sustain that." I'll send you one on the fifteenth or the thirtieth or whatever. And right. they take taxes out, works like a paycheck. But it's still. In these funds where it's trading and whatever, well, they and might it can go up and down. Well, you probably have them be more conservative then. So okay. your money, when, okay. you're, when you're growing your money, your money looks different than when you're spending your money. Okay. So think about it, it's two different animals. One, we're growing your money, so mm-hmm. it's going to be more aggressive and a little bit more risky. And then when you get to retirement, it has to look different because the account has a different function. Now it has to support you. So the investments have to look okay. different for that okay. versus you are growing it. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. You, you so we something. have to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> it was great to meet you, Sonia. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for being on. I hope I answered all your questions. I'm going to ask you more questions. Okay, great. Goes off. Okay. <laughs> so we're done. full of questions. <laughs> we got lots of questions today. Um, and some of the stuff we went over today, you can find on my class, which is at www.financial. I know. What? Financial.com. I have an online class. It's a basics class to kind of go over. So you, like you said, yes. so you don't get taken advantage of? No, this is... Yeah. One of the questions I was going to ask you because you don't learn it anywhere. No, so I teach, anywhere you go. I teach a class and it's. Sign me up. Yeah, it's 15 minutes a day for seven days and it goes over all the basics. Wow. I know. Okay. So take I, my money. I, I, I plug it on the podcast. So thank you for telling yeah, me. No, to take I will it. absolutely do that because I know nothing. And I, I designed the whole workbook and it's really colorful and pretty. And you're in the arts, so maybe you'll like it. I'll judge it. Yeah, you can judge it. <laughs> Judging. I want it. Want to be artist. <laughs> so yeah, check out the online class. And we, I don't ever know how to end this podcast, so I'm just gonna say later. <laughs> Save your money. Save your money. <laughs> don't take out loans. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details.